and welcome on in to CBS Sports Radio. It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on a Wednesday. All right, so the big breaking news we got um, within the hour is that Draymond Green has been officially suspended by the NBA. He has been suspended for an indefinite amount of time. The league has said that there are certain requirements Draymond Green has to meet both league-wise, but also um, team-wise as well in order for him to be cleared to return to the court. So right now there's no indication of how long that might be. We have no idea at the moment what the requirements are. I don't know if it's training, you know, some of those videos, counseling, no idea. No clue. So right now we don't have a lot of details in terms of what it takes for Draymond Green to return the court. We just know that right now he is out for an indefinite amount of time. And he has some parameters to to um, to get through in order to return to the court. Um, we'll circle back to that here in a little bit. We'll have to keep you updated on any other breaking news that comes down from the NBA. Any other, whether it's response from the Warriors and or Draymond. We will keep you updated on everything right now and circle back to that topic here in just a few minutes. But I do want to kind of circle back to what we talked about last hour and you get a chance to fully dive into and finish that thought, which was uh, the fact that the Steeler way is gone. So don't take my word for it. I want you to hear this first from one of the Steeler legends, Ben Roethlisberger, on his Footballing with Ben Roethlisberger podcast this week. Had some harsh criticisms right now for his former team. Maybe the the, the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is, is 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 done. Maybe it needs to be formed a new kind of way. I don't know. But you don't have it on offense right now, and it's it's just making it really hard. You're not seeing, in my opinion, the toughness on offense. Um, and, and I say toughness in the sense of a Steeler toughness. Mm. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with like like okay, this guy's soft or anything. Like who's who's grabbing someone by the face mask and being like, uh-uh. Yeah. That's not, no, that's not, not what, what we do. That's not yeah. what we do. Ben is, again, courtesy of the footballing with Ben Roethlisberger podcast. I think he's 100% right. The Steeler way is gone. Like, I think Ben w- was spot on in the sense that how these Steelers used to play, and really more importantly, forget about how they played, what the standard was. Like, when you think, if I tell you the word Steeler way, like, what do you think about? For me, I think about championships. For the fact that the Steelers have six Super Bowls, tied for the most of any team in the NFL. They've been to eight Super Bowl appearances in their storied history. Second all time. They've been to 16 AFC title games, most in the conference. Like, the Steeler way to me is winning. Bare minimum, if not winning, competing for championships. Right? You're obviously not going to win it every year, But most years, you're knocking on the door, and you're going to be pretty close to that Super Bowl and, and, you know, being still one of the best teams in the league each and every year. That used to be the Steeler way. It's not anymore. Because the Steeler way right now is average. It's being average. Right now, it's barely being above 500. Steeler way is squeaking your way into the playoffs. The Steeler way is losing in the playoffs and not being a threat whatsoever to win a Super Bowl. That is the Steeler way now under Mike Tomlin. And it's been that way for a while, which is why 
if you are truly wanting to go back to the old Steeler way, you got to move on from Mike Tomlin. I, I don't know how you can strive for the good old days, but keep your current head coach where right now your current head coach has a Steeler way being, in one word, average. Seems nowhere close to, to championship-level play. They haven't been in a while. And their last Super Bowl appearance was 2010. Since 2010, they've appeared in just one AFC title game. How are they close to competing for championships? And what progress have you seen in recent times that as you believe in that the Steelers are close? Kenny Pickett's not very good. The offense in general is not very good. They can't figure it out. They have never been one of the best teams in the league. Even in 2020, when they started off, what was it, 11-0, I think it was? Like, you watch those games, and you go back to that 11-0 start. Like, you're watching, it's like, how are the Steelers winning these games? Big Ben had half a noodle of an arm. The offense was bad. They, I feel like they got lucky. Half the games they won. And then eventually, you finish 12-4, and four and you get bounced in the first round of the playoffs by a Cleveland Browns team that you've owned for 25 years. They went into your house and embarrassed you. That is now the Steeler way. And if you want to get back to that, if you want to get back to the Steeler way that Ben Roethlisberger talked about with the Steel Curtain and some great teams later on and some great teams in the mid to late to, uh, 2000s, you want to get back to that Steeler way, I don't see how it's happening under Mike Tomlin. Because now for far too long, this team has just been average. And the sample size is big enough to where you, I don't see how you can have faith that Tomlin, who has won a Super Bowl and has gone to two, how he can get back to those early days of his career where the Steelers truly were one of the best teams in the league. I, I don't see how you can get back to the old Steeler way by keeping your current head coach. Something's got to change. Either expectations have to change of, hey, you know what? We're an average team and we accept it. If you're okay with that, fine, okay. Then Mike Tomlin's going nowhere and enjoy being 9-8 every year. But if you are wanting Super Bowls, if that is your goal, if that is your desire, each and every year, look at how they're playing. You can't truly expect Mike Tomlin to get this team back to that level. Mike Tomlin's a, like, he's a great coach in general. Is he a championship coach with the Steelers at this point? I don't think so. Not anymore. He used to be. But he's lost it, and I don't see it coming back anytime soon. That's why I, you look at right now the, the state of the Steelers. It is one where I think a change needs to happen. Because you always hear about the Steelers, right, what? Being above 500. Never having a losing record. That's commendable. That's cool. But is it that impressive when you're eight and eight some years? You're nine and eight other years? Like you haven't had a losing season. Cool. But you also have never really been near that elite tier either. You've been in the worst spot in professional sports, stuck in the middle. Why is that being applauded? Why is that being lauded as, oh, look at Mike Tomlin. No losing seasons. How could you fire him? How could you fire him? Because they've been average for now a decade. 
They have been an average team for a decade. That's why you fire them. Because no one wants average. Nobody is okay with being average. Just go back to the last, like, if you look at the last five years. Again, right, Steelers never had a losing record. Despite that fact, though, in four out of the last five seasons, the Steelers have had a negative point differential for the season. So even though they finish with more wins than losses, they're getting outscored on the season. Four out of the last five years. Defense isn't playing great. So that offense is a real liability. And for Mike Tomlin, more of a defensive-minded head coach, I don't see what he's going to do with Kenny Pickett. I don't see how he's going, you know, what he's going to do with a, another quarterback that he has to develop, how he's going to get things back in the right direction. I mean, he hired Mike, uh, Matt Cannon and st- stood by him way too long. So like there's questions about his judgment in terms of coordinator hires. Just, there's nothing, like, the, the Steelers are not the Steelers anymore. And all, I think it was also interesting that Ben said this later on the podcast, but I think it's true. He mentioned how the, there's no intimidation. Like, when you go play the black and gold, teams are not intimidated. He's right. My Colts are playing the Steelers this weekend. I can't wait for that game. I'm not worried about Pittsburgh's big, bad defense. I just saw TJ Watt was cleared. He's going to play. Okay, let's play. I'm not worried. There's no fear that the Colts are going to be out-coached, out-talented, out-physicaled. That's never been the case in any game the Steelers have played this year or in previous years. So that intimidation factor is gone. And so if you want to chase championships, if you want to get back to that Steeler way, the way you do so is by moving out from Mike Tomlin and getting a new uh, head coach in there. Tomlin is no longer capable of getting the Steelers to a championship level again. It's okay. Again, no Super Bowl appearances since 2010. Just one AFC title game appearance in that span. They have been nowhere close to being one of the best teams in the league. I mean, even this year, look at the state of the AFC this season. You've had a ton of quarterback injuries in the conference. You've had a ton of regression from almost every team. I mean, I would use the word average to describe every team right now in the AFC. The Chiefs are not world beaters. Dolphins right now have a fun offense, but can't beat anyone that's remotely good. Ravens have questions. Jaguars have questions. Like, Browns have a hurt quarterback. Like, you look, Bills right now have a lot of questions. Every team we thought was going to be good this year has regressed. And every team that we thought, oh, they could really make some hay here and really, you know, make a run for the Super Bowl has been underwhelming. And even in an underwhelming year in the conference, the Steelers are still holding on for dear life to make the playoffs. What does that say about right now the state of the team? What does that say about right now the Steeler way if a coach that's hanging on in a down year in the AFC to a playoff spot barely if he's brought back next year. What does that say about what the Steelers actually prioritize and how serious they are about winning championships? So he says the opposite. That they are okay with being average. So Big Ben said it. The Steeler way he thinks right now is gone. Is gone from this team. I think he's 100% right. But if you want to get it back, if you're a fan, if you're a player, 
if you're in the front office or if you are part of ownership and you want to get the old Steeler way about winning championships and competing for championships, you want to get back to that level of play, the first thing you got to do, move off Mike Tomlin. Make a coaching change and get a new message in there. It feels stale. The entire Steelers team the last few years, it feels stale. It's the same thing from Tomlin. It's the same problems each and every year. The defense is great. The offense stinks. Each and every season, we are talking about the same problems from Pittsburgh. Nothing has changed. Why? Because no real changes have been made. You want to get back to the old Steeler way? It starts by moving off of Mike Tomlin. 855-212-4227. Do you think right now Mike Tomlin's still a good coach? Is Mike Tomlin, you think, still the guy that could turn the Steelers around and get them back to that old Steeler way of playing? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Social media. At Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Mitch is in New Jersey. Hello, Mitch. Hey, how you doing? Uh, happy holidays. Thanks for taking my call. Likewise, Mitch. Uh, I would say Tomlin. Um, I don't think he's the coach. I think Tomlin's a good coach. I would take him my team. I think it's just kind of like the talent around. Especially a quarterback. They can't be happy to pick it. But and, it's been a, like it's not like two years, Mitch. It's been a, a long time that the offensive talent has not been there, even when it has been there. When you had Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger in their primes, they made, what, one AFC title game? It's been a massive disappointment. Wait, wasn't Ben 21 in the Super Bowl? That's, that's pretty good. I mean, there's some teams that, that have never been to the Super Bowl. I, I just think um, it's the quarterback play. Yeah, Mitch is not the answer, and neither is Pickett. Well, quarterback, and I think Tomlin is part of, Probably to blame. Thank you for the call, Mitch. In terms of quarterback decisions, honestly, too. I think Big Ben is probably to blame, too. He should not have returned in 2021. The Steelers should have shown him the door. They placated to him. That should have been where they moved off him a year early versus uh, a year later. But either way, it's like, yeah, he's 1-1 in Super Bowls. The last appearance, though, was 2010. It wasn't 2022. Like we are talking about now, again, a long time removed from the last time the Steelers were in the big game and just one AFC title game appearance since that uh, last Super Bowl appearance in 2010 shows you that they've not been knocking on the door. They've not been close and gotten bad breaks. Like, they are nowhere close. And that's what I think if you're the Steelers, like, now is the time to make a move. Holding on to a coach because he hasn't had a losing record but more times than not goes eight and eight. Not, I guess now, I mean, he used to go eight and eight. You got to I mean now it's either nine or eight, nine and eight, eight and nine, but he's going, you know, winning games. So he's going nine and eight. Cool. Congrats. Like, is that something that you're hanging a banner for? I've not been to Akershore Stadium, but I'm going to assume I don't think they're hanging banners for nine and eight seasons. So if you want to truly get back to championship level football, you need a championship-level head coach, which right now I don't think the Steelers have. 855-212-4227. Do you think right now the Steelers need to make a change at head coach? Also on social media at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. When we return, 
Big news in terms of Draymond Green getting suspended indefinitely. Also big news. We had the SEC schedule officially released today. Say the best games on next year's slate. Next, it's Ryan Hickey with it right here on CBS Sports Radio. It's Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey. Really quickly here, we'll circle back to Mike Tomlin if he's part of the problem or part of the answer in Pittsburgh here to get back to the old steal away here. But one second. Uh, I do want to mention that it is Ryan Hickey on CBS Sports Radio. We had the SEC schedule finally revealed on ESPN for 2024. Top five, very fast here. Best games of the schedule, five to one. Number five, Ole Miss at LSU October 12th. I am, each year I do the same thing. I like Ole Miss. I like Lane Kiffin. I buy into their team. And then anytime they play a big game, they lose. Big one. Down there at Bat, uh, in Baton Rouge, if you're Ole Miss next year with Jackson Dark coming back, you're anything next year. You go into LSU, you win that game. I cannot wait. Number four, Oklahoma against Alabama. The Tide coming to Norman the weekend before Thanksgiving. Oh, that's going to be – Oklahoma's got some quarterback questions now with Dylan Gabriel gone, but that is a game I cannot wait for. It's going to be – Welcome to the SEC, Oklahoma. That's going to be fun. Listen to this final two schedule, uh, final two games here for Oklahoma on the schedule. Home against Bama at LSU. Hell of a way to end your first season in uh, in the SEC. Number three, Georgia at Texas, October 19th. I mean, that could be, you start to look ahead here. That could be for the number one ranking in the, in the country by then, midway through the year. Top Probably top five versus top five. It's going to be a a tremendous matchup here. Georgia at Texas. That atmosphere is going to be unreal in Austin. I can't wait for it. Number two, a classic we've seen a ton. Georgia at Alabama, September 28th. Clash of the Titans. That is definitely going to be a top five matchup early in the season, without a doubt. But number one, the game I'm most excited for. And the game I am glad is finally back after way too long of a hiatus. Texas. At Texas A&M, the last Saturday of the regular season, Kyle Field is going to be rocking. Oh, it's going to be electric. That hate is real. It is true. It's going to be a hell of a welcome back there for the Longhorns. They go travel to Kyle Field. I can't wait. That is a rivalry that should be played every single year. It's a travesty that for, what, about a decade or so with A&M in the SEC before Texas got there, it wasn't played, but I'm glad now that the world has righted and we are now getting a uh, Texas at Texas A&M. So that is, at least for me, the, the top games here for the newly released SEC schedule for 2024. Back, though, to the topic, at least of this hour, and that is, is Mike Tomlin part of the problem or is Mike Tomlin part of the solution here for the Steelers? I think he's part of the problem. They are never getting back to that championship way, if you will, of the Steelers, the Steeler way of winning titles and competing for titles. I don't see that happening again as long as Mike Tomlin is the head coach. I would move off of him if I was the Steelers this offseason and bring in someone new to get back to that championship level. What do you think here? Problem or solution for Tomlin? 855-212-4227. Tanner is calling from San Jose. Hello, Tanner. Hello. How are you doing? Good, man. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I'm, you know, I've got to contradict your, uh, your, your, uh, opinion. Sure, let's uh, hear I it. I think that, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, I'm a Niner fan. Um, 
and we've had a ton of turmoil since I've been alive, and I've only known three coaches to be, you know, Steelers coaches, you know, Noel, uh, Cower, and Tomlin. Right. And uh, I don't think that uh, – I'm sorry. Uh, I don't think that um, Tomlin should be, should be blamed for any of this. I, I think that he is a person that gets the most out of his players – and, you know, his defense is always good. He's probably a more defensive-minded coach. But uh, I think that, you know, maybe his selection on who his OC should be might, you know, might be a problem. Uh, but they also don't ever really go out and get uh, anybody to fulfill their, their offensive line after, you know, Villanueva and everybody left. So I, I think that uh, maybe there's something there. Maybe it's like from the head office is telling everybody them to go, Hey, we have to win defensively. This is how we have to do it. But, you know, uh, you see Shanahan here, he's an offensive-minded coach, and he is able to have some pull and say, hey, we need these guys, you know. And uh, so I think maybe there needs to be a little bit of leeway for uh, both sides. And I, I, I don't know. I can't ever imagine getting rid of somebody who has a winning record their entire career. Uh, that just doesn't make sense. And who are you going to bring in that's going to be better? And what's right. going to well, about the winning record, Tanner. Like, if you let's just say, let's just say, for example, the 49ers are in the same spot as the Steelers, your team. If you were 9 8 every single year, were you truly the last, I mean, I'd argue the last decade, you never were truly a, a title contender, but you had a winning record. You're in the playoffs, let's say, most years, but your offense is not very good, but you're just okay. Never great, never elite, never got to a Super Bowl um, or really close. Are you keeping your head coach? Are you saying all is well here? I'm okay with watching an average football team every single year? I would be okay. So if you put it that way, yes. Okay, that that makes some sense. But no, I would. Uh, I don't I think know, that's, that's what like the Steelers have been. Like we, we talk about, and thank you for the call, Tam. Like we, we talk about, like you mentioned, well, why would you fire a coach that has a winning record every single year? Why? That's stupid. Yes, Talman has had it and never had a losing record. But also a lot of those years are eight and eight, now nine and eight, ten and seven. Like they're not they're like barely getting over five hundred. They're barely sneaking into the playoffs. And if they do make the postseason, they're one and done. They haven't won a playoff game since twenty sixteen. So it's like they're nowhere close to the elite teams in the AFC or the elite teams in, in the NFL in general. And so it looks great as a footnote. Never had a losing season. Not many teams, right, could say that, and no other head coach can, for the most part, uh, say that. So it's an accomplishment. But they have now regressed to where they won't have losing seasons, but they also won't be good enough. Like, they're not bad enough to be under 500. They're not good enough, though, to win a Super Bowl. And so that leaves you stuck in the middle, which last time I checked, a lot of people say that's the worst spot to be in sports. Not good enough to win a championship, not bad enough to draft those championship-caliber players that can turn your franchise around. And that's what the Steelers have been. They've been a glorified average team. And that's why I think at this point, if you're the Steelers, like, what else are you waiting for? You have another average year? Bounce of the first round of the playoffs? They don't hang banners for playoff appearances or above 500 seasons. Steelers hang banners for winning championships. And under Mike Tomlin... Since 2010, they've been nowhere close. I would make a move if I was the Steelers. I would bring in someone else to kind of 
get the culture changed and get some new life into this team because it does feel now very, very stale. Okay, we'll continue to take your Mike Tomlin thoughts. Is he part of the solution for Pittsburgh or part of the problem as to why they are not Super Bowl contenders? But earlier on the show, myself, Nick doing a great job producing, Nico dude also uh, doing a great job producing today, all tried a brand new vending machine item here at CBS Sports Radio titled the Skippy PB and Jelly Wafer Bars. Someone who is big in a peanut butter, someone who's actually been very kind to, to and really put up with me a lot here on CBS Sports Radio, that is Marco Belletti, who has tried different peanut butters, who has a peanut butter. You, you like peanut butter, right? I do. You do, and you have been kind enough on different, you know, different times on the show to try peanut butter and give your um, opinion on what is good, what is bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have any interest in, we all took a taste test and gave our scores, any interest in tasting this on the air and giving a score of the Skippy PB and Jelly Wafer Bar? Sure. Why not? Okay. Now, you still have time to change your mind, but I will admit, and Nick, please get on the mic and don't be shy here. You'll admit this as well. Nick is pro-Skippy. I'm pro-Jiff. Both of our stomachs hurt a little bit. Uh, that would be quite an understatement right now. Huh. <laughs> um, I got to tell you, you're making this very enticing. But uh, Just I, I don't think it's really because of that. It also could have been the Chipotle I had earlier. But it eyes, wasn't a good combination. Keep your eyes open to so the fact that we are both So if I have to leave the studio, uh, you know why. So. Hmm. So, so is this a taste test or is this a stomach test? Could be both. Hmm. So I just want to be just leave all the details out there first before you know what you're getting into here and giving your opinion on the, the Skippy peanut butter and jelly bar. Um, I'll give you the scores after as to not influence if you do decide to try it. You're, uh, I've already opened buds. it. I said I would do it. I'm doing it. It's just and I don't have to eat the whole thing. No, you guys take, ate take the whole. Butt. Yes, we ate the whole thing. Yes, yeah, I'll be honest. My thing. stomach kind of hurts. Yeah, well, that's fair. I, I also can't digest water, so I don't, I don't said, think it's this. I don't think it's this. Look at Marco Belletti, team so, guy here, right. going in. Give no a one... shot. It doesn't look bad. Uh, the jelly part on the top, the purple layer, if you will, on the top part of the wafer is a little interesting. It's a little black. It looks chocolatey. It, it's almost got like a chalkiness to it, though, that almost... Mm. As a it's warning, not enticing. Let's, fair, let's put it that way. You're going to get a lot of bad. crumbs. So I don't know if you want to eat over the keyboard, but just as a warning, when you bite into it, it's going to be crumb city. Like worse uh-huh. than a Nature Valley bar. Aha. Uh-huh. All right. Good to know. All Which right. Is, so let's keep the mic on so you can hear me chewing crunch. it at least. But all right. All right. So Marco Belletti, peanut butter aficionado, who definitely, just for the record, is pro Skippy versus Jif. Not not staunchly team Skippy over team Jif, but is uh, does have a lean to the older school peanut butter, if you will. First bite is down, Marco? Definitely taste the peanut butter more than anything else. Interesting. The wafer itself is not bad. Jelly's a little funky. If you could call it jelly, who knows what that is. So Jelly's a little funky. First taste. I thought it was more tasted sugar wafer than anything else. Like the peanut butter was there. You got to chew through it to kind of get a, a taste. The jelly was there a little bit. You get a little bit of pop of the jelly. But like the for me, the dominant flavor is more like sugar wafer. No, I disagree. No? I'm, okay. I'm, I think it's more of the peanut butter. Okay. At least in the bite that I took. Uh, there is the wafer there. You definitely taste it. The jelly is not, it's underneath, but it's almost like that's the aftertaste. You kind of get that every time I'm swallowing now, I feel a little bit of the jelly. So the jelly's got a little bit of a funkness to it. I would say overall, I would never seek this out. 
So this is a one and done for you. It's in the vending machine. Well, I bought them all for this, but if they replace them, you're not going to get it as a snack I don't think again. I would search this out. I don't think I would look at it and go, oh, yeah, yeah, I would want that again. Now, will I finish this? The jury's out on that. I don't know if I would want the whole thing, especially considering the both of you are not feeling well <laughs> off of it. And I do struggle with everything. Um, but it's not awful. It's more of the peanut butter than it is anything else. A little bit of the wafer. And like I said, the jelly's got a, an interesting aftertaste to go with it. Wouldn't say it's bad. Wouldn't say it's a good snack. Overall, I'd say somewhere in like the 4.1 range. It's not god awful. It's not good. I said 2.7. Nick said like 6.2. But again, he's, I mean, he's basically where I think Skippy boxes right now. He's Mr. Skippy. Nico, who is Mr. Impartial here, no no side in terms of the GIF Skippy war. Nico's 3.5? 3.5. So you are more in line with myself and Nico in terms of not very good. It's not very good. Um, one, I, don't know, I don't know if... What, I, Maybe the jelly being a different type of taste would make it better. Because like I said, the peanut butter's fine. The peanut butter's not the issue here. It just doesn't mesh well with the wafer and the jelly. It doesn't feel like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It feels kind of like those regular peanut butter type of whatever crackers, whatever those vending machine things that you're used to with the oh, peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. You taste the peanut butter same way as that. Any other peanut butter snack you've ever had, whatever they are, the crackers that have the peanut butter in the middle of them, I can't think of the name of it. Similar to that regard... It doesn't have the overwhelming peanut butter that those usually do. The wafer just doesn't add anything. It doesn't make it better. It just, it's there. I think a big design flaw is the balance of peanut butter and jelly is way off. Like, it's advertised as a peanut butter and jelly bar. But it is what? It's double layered, right, with, with peanut butter and the wafer. And there is a very thin coating on top, a crust, if you will, of jelly. I mean, I, last, I make PB&Js every day. I would never do... 75%. No, never two to one. You always go 50-50. 50 is a little strong. You need, a for how much you're putting peanut butter, you need that much jelly. 50-50, I think, is the best combo. I don't, because know, about, I don't know about 50-50. 50-50 is a little bit much. It's, it's a little, not it's dry. Little, too much jelly. That's It's good taste. If you want to slightly, I could live with 55-45. But for me, I would try to get as close to even as I can. That's probably 80-20. Peanut butter to jelly, which yes. is a design flaw right there from the start and explains why, like I said, it's and the a jelly, dominant peanut butter. And like I said, the jelly doesn't have like a good jelly taste. There's a lot of things that have different jellies or whatnot, but it, this this feels just like straight sugar jelly. It doesn't have a real jelly feel. And I realize it's a candy. Like, I get it. It just doesn't have a good vibe for it. It's more of like a um, fake jelly juice type of taste to it where you could tell it's not real, where it's, you know, 95% of this is not real. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> I could tell. This is just straight sugar. Like, it's not a jelly feel. It's a jelly-type feel. We'll have to circle back tomorrow, see how you're feeling, because I'll be honest, my stomach is not. It just, it's in pain. From one little bar, though, I got to be fair. That's, for a guy that eats peanut butter basically by the jar a day, I I'm know. a little surprised. For I the record, I only took a couple bites, and I feel fine. So I think that's the key to success. How about that week? I ate the whole bar, so. That doesn't add much to the <laughs> bar itself. It's not awful. Just, you know, take a bite and throw it out. Well, I don't know if I'd really want to buy it at that point. Yeah, I don't think you should be in the vending machine if that's, if it's, hey, uh, only half half. You know what? I got to say, though, I feel bad for the vending machine guy now. He's going to come back and he's going to see it completely empty because you wiped it out. He's going to think people love this. He's going to order a bunch of it and restock with it, and then you're just going to let it sit because you're not going to buy another one. You almost owe him, like, a note or an apology. 
I, I bought it. restock. No, I bought it. I got it, but we did it for a radio thing. Don't think that we're all going to buy this again. Please don't waste your money and have it sit in the vending machine and have it go bad. I think you might owe him an apology. I might have to write a And little, a preemptive note. Uh, maybe I'll have to find a post-it note. You know, I, th- I, I think you're right about that. I will. Before, well, I mean, the vending machine, let's let's be fair. Their margin for profit is thin. Let, let's not mess them up. Okay. Yeah, that's You know what? That's fair. I, would I mean, think what the do these things way. cost? A dollar? Dollar fifty? Dollar fifty. Dollar fifty. How much would you get it on the shelf? Dollar forty? I mean, their <laughs> their profit margins really, really razor thin. Let, 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 let's try to help the vending machine guy out. So Marco is team Nico and team I when it comes to the Skippy PB and Jelly Bar. Marco, thank you for your impartiality. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your true thoughts. When we return here on CBS Sports Radio, we'll finish off with Mike Talman. Do you think he's more of the problem? In Pittsburgh right now, we see more of the solution. Also update you on the latest from the Draymond Green indefinite suspension that the NBA did hand down a few hours ago. It is Ryan Hickey right here on CBS Sports Radio. It's Hick at Night with Ryan Hickey. It is Ryan Hickey with you on CBS Sports Radio. In case you're just tuning in, maybe haven't heard a lot of the news. The NBA has officially suspended Draymond Green after yesterday's punch to the face of Yusuf Yusuf Nurkic. That suspension in length is indefinite. An indefinite suspension handed down from the NBA. Draymond's going to have to clear both different team parameters and league parameters in order to be approved to return to the court. So we have no idea when he could be playing next. Could be two weeks, could be two months. He has some conditions to meet, but that is his suspension right now or his punishment right now, I should say, for punching Nurkic in the face. Also, fitting rejoined by Nico, Sticks, Renegade. They just said it. The Jake is up. The news is out. They finally found me. That's what the Steelers should be saying about their head coach, Mike Tomlin. The Jake is up. Sure, he's never had a losing season. But this team is not competitive to win championships. And if you are not competitive to win championships, which is the true Steeler way, what are you wasting your time for bringing him back year after year? I think this has to be the season, if you're Pittsburgh, to move off of uh, Tomlin and get someone new in there. Get some fresh blood that can actually get this team back to Super Bowl contention because Mike Tomlin has not been able to do so whatsoever. One AFC title game appearance since the last Super Bowl appearance, since twenty, uh, which was in 2010. So they've not only not Won Super Bowls, not been in Super Bowls since 2010. They've really been nowhere close to competing for Super Bowls. That's why if I'm the Steelers, I'm saying, Mike, it's been a great run. We got to make a change. How about yourself? Is Mike Tomlin in your mind more of the problem or more of the answer? 855-212-4227. Kevin is calling from California. What's up, Kev? Man, oh, man, I'm glad you finally took my call. I've been waiting on a long time. Listen, brother, what you're preaching is you want the team to tank. You want them to suck, which is why you want to get run of one of the best coaches that football's ever had. I, I mean, never said I that. Put, I would, just, just listen. I waited for you long enough, brother. No, no, hold on. I, I'm not Mike, saying Mike tank. Tomlin, they can bring in Mike an Tomlin, offensive-minded head coach Mike Tomlin and still is a have success right away. Coach of all time. He's a you what? Want to get rid of, you want, he's, he's a top 12 NFL coach of all time. I put him in the same category of Shula, of, of, of Madden, of the greats, of Belichick. It, it doesn't matter. He's amazing. He's a great leader of men. It comes down to football is a team sport, and the rest of the players on that team are garbage. Right, they did great early on because they had Big Ben. 
and they don't have a quarterback. So you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Well, yeah, and Big Ben for a while, right? Big Ben was there for a while. Tom was there for a while. They went to a Super Bowl in 2010. You had Antonio Bryan. You had Le'Veon Bell. How many Super Bowl appearances did they have with those guys? The well, NFL good is a very competitive league, my friend. You just can't just win. I mean, I realize you guys have seven in your franchise history, but but uh, it guys? doesn't happen every year, okay? Who's the, you guys? The reason, the, re- the reason, the Pittsburgh. I mean, you obviously must be a Pittsburgh homer. Well, no, I, I'm a Colts about? fan living here in New York City. I have no why connection else, to Why else are we talking about Pittsburgh when they're not even on the main agenda here? Why are you not talking about – and why are you talking about peanut butter? We're talking well, – this is a CBS Sports Network. <laughs> I like peanut know, butter. What's the, the problem? <laughs> Listen, you want to get this coach – what's the problem? The problem is peanut butter has nothing to do with football or baseball or basketball or hockey. Uh, it doesn't matter. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're changing things you're, up. You're, you're, call, you're calling for this coach to be gone just so, what, maybe he comes and coaches the team you like? No, uh, I wouldn't want Mike Tomlin coaching my team. I don't think he's a Super Bowl caliber coach. And if you don't, like, are, are you into winning, Kevin? Or are you into being okay? Listen, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. And when I saw Andy Reid left, which I didn't want him to go, what did he do? He just did amazing things in Kansas City with the new team. And why? Because he had a great quarterback. He drafted Patrick Mahomes. And he got a guy that nobody saw coming. So maybe the Steelers do that this year. There's quite a few college quarterbacks coming out that could be generational talent. They say that every year, but that's what you got to go with. You know the quarterback in Pittsburgh is not the answer, so you got to move off him. You don't move off the coach. I'll, I'll take your answers off the air. I mean, Kevin, I could not. Thank you for calling, man. Thanks for listening. I, I could not disagree more. I, I, I mean, Mike Tomlin, to your initial point, is a great coach. I'm not sitting here telling you he's not. What he's accomplished his entire career, again, to be in the co- a position he's been uh, as long as he's been with no losing seasons is impressive. But just like Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, I would say, is the best coach in NFL history. Does that mean the Patriots can't fire him after this year? Absolutely not. If you're the Steelers and you just go 9-8 every single year and lose in the playoffs in the first round and not even be competitive, are you winning championships or are you just okay being okay? It seems pretty obvious to me. If you're in it to win Super Bowls, Mike Tomlin no longer can be the guy to get you there. That's why, if I'm the Steelers, I'm moving off him. Plain as plain as day. Plain as day. Mike's call from North Carolina. Hello, Mike. Yeah. Um, so I uh, I agree with you. And um, prior uh, to your prior call, I think he has a little bit confused. Um, I'm from Pittsburgh originally, and uh, so we we when we play. We don't play to be mediocre and just to have uh, winning records for the season. We we play for Super Bowls. And so we can even argue that questionably that the Super Bowl that Tomlin has was on the heels of the tower, of the tower tenure. Um, and, you know, with, like, you, like you said earlier, we've had we've – had, hell, I think right now we have a very good team as far as athleticism goes. I mean, you know, we had the, the Killer Bees, which we – Squandered our opportunity right there. Um, you know, at the same time, if we rewind a little bit, we also remember that Tomlin has occasionally lost the locker room, and it appears to be that may be the situation as where we stand right now. So, you know, a coach had to send a message. And when the players no longer believe in your message, then, you know, it's time to get a new message in the locker room. And I, I, I question, I think, I think Tomlin, his record will say that he will be a Hall of Famer. But, you know, at what extent does that come? Because that our last Super Bowl appearance was in 2010, whether we made the playoffs maybe, what, twice, three times since then, and we were one and done. And as a, as a, as a, as a Pittsburghian, 
uh, native Pittsburghian, you know, that is just not acceptable. You know, we don't, we don't, we, it's so frustrating when every game is a nail biter, win or lose. You know, and I think Tomlin has lost the team, you know, more or less. And the, and the, and the, the fact that he held on to Canada for um, three years too long yeah. speaks speaks leaps and bounds of where we are. I think, you know, one thing I will kind of agree, but kind of agree to disagree with you about was Ben, uh, Big Ben, because I think we held on, held on to him a little too long. But you might want to, we might want to rethink that because, you know, he, Big Ben called a lot of plays in his last two years on his own. They probably saved my Canada from being atrocious. At the very most, you know. Right, and, and I do got to run here, Mike. I apologize for cutting you off, but good point, and thank you for making the call. It's it, the overall message. I think you said is hundred percent right. The the message being worn thin, and at this point, not being listened to by the Steelers. And it, look, it's it happens when you're there for so long. The message dies down and gets dull. It, it is human nature to hear the same thing from the same person every single uh, every single day and have it just not ring true. Sometimes a new messenger, even with the same message. It resonates more. That's what I think for me right now, what Pittsburgh needs here going forward. A big thank you to Nick Theodoro, to Nico for doing a great job producing this show today. Don't go anywhere. JR Sport Brief is up next. I am back Sunday, or Saturday morning, 2 a.m. right here on CBS Sports Radio. Have a great rest of your week. It's been Ryan Hickey on CBS Sports Radio.